Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hello. And a lot of stuff is going on these days. Uh, we talked to you during the week about the credit card debt. Yes. Uh, that was on uh, the Wendy show, minus Jennifer. Jennifer back in town. So uh, glad she's finally home. But uh, I, I was kind of moonlighting. And, and uh, I saw Dude, double duty. Yeah, I saw on the sheet Jeff Zufall is going to talk credit card debt, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know him. Yeah, I'll take care of this. I we do it every week. That's right, we do it every week. And so, uh, if you're just new, my name's Josh. That's Jeff. Full disclosure: Jeff is my tax guy. Yes, he's also my money guy. Yes, and he could be your tax guy and your money guy too. Yes. Oh, you got to call him. Yeah. yeah. 636-394-5524. And if you're new to the program, uh, I'll just let you know that tax time isn't just April 15th. No. It is every time you get a paycheck. It's every time you get a windfall. It's every yes. time you get an inheritance. It's every time there's a taxable event in your life. In your life, yes. And which many of those happen all the time. Isn't everything taxable these days? Pretty much. <laughs> you know, I crossed into St. Louis uh, City from St. Louis County, and I think there was a guy standing there. Standing there going, yeah. hey, you owe us 1%. City tax. <laughs> I haven't done anything yeah, yet. Exactly. But every time you buy something or sell something or get paid or yes. move or whatever. Yes, there's, there's a tax tied to it somewhere. And before you do any of it, you need to consult someone and say, how can I do this tax efficiently? Yes, and that goes, you know, even though it's a slow roll, retirement. Yes. You got to be on the ball with your retirement. Every you time have to. Yeah. you sock some money away, you need to. And, and this is one of those things. Don't look at your retirement fund every day. No, don't, because it'll drive you nuts, especially <laughs> in this market. Um, one day it's up, one day it's down. Mm -hmm. Look at it over time in the market is your friend. Um, I get a lot of people, they're like, well, I've been, you know, I bought this uh, two months ago and it's not making money. And it's like, give it time. And when I say that is historically 10 years, five years, um, you need time in the market to actually see positive results, good positive results as you go forward. And what I've been uh, socking my money into every two weeks, mm -hmm. uh, every time I get paid, it's down considerably. It and is. 22, 22 was a bad year. Yeah. I mean, we're just now getting to the point where we've started to recover from it. Um, and you'll start to see where there's, you know, certain sectors of the market are still lagging. Um, utilities, which you would think utilities, everybody has to have electricity, water. It'll never go down. Sewer, it'll never go down. But it did. Um, and it's just the course of the market. But again, time will, will help you as you go forward. So never panic sell. There's a reason why you bought it in the first place, or somebody should have explained a reason why you bought it. Right. And as long as that principle is still true today, hold it. 
But if that principle is now different or it's it's really underperforming, sell it and run away. Reset yeah. the deck. And when you sell something for a loss, you can take that. As, you can as claim long as it's that. yeah, as long as it's in a, a, a taxable brokerage account <clears throat> or a trust account or something of that, you get to take that write off. So capital loss always offsets capital gains as you go forward. And what you told me one time, and you said, Josh, don't worry if it's down. It just means when you go back to buy it again, uh, every two weeks when you get paid, you can get more of it. Exactly. So you'll buy more shares because the share price is less. And now I'm I'm rooting for it to tank. No, and no, then, no, no. <laughs> and then, no. And then the week before I retire, 30 years from now, mm -hmm. it shoots up like a rocket. You um, know? Are you are you a congressperson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get to manipulate the market just like yes. they do. Uh, but no, you you want slow and steady growth. You want slow and steady growth. But sometimes, but sometimes you won't get it just because of the nature of the beast. Um, and again, that's why I say time in the market is your friend. A lot of people are, I, I won't say impatient, but they think we're going to step into it and it's going to go straight up. There may be times where you buy it. It's the worst time ever to buy something, you know, in, in that when that purchase was made and six months later, you're back positive. As long as the principle is there and the fundamentals are there and it's within your risk tolerance, you're perfectly fine. Keep, and keep doing it. No one can predict the market. Nobody. Except nobody can. for Warren Buffett. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> except for him. Exception that proves the rule. So just find something you're comfortable with and sit back and, exactly. and keep make earning sure, money make, and make sure live in your life. Yeah, your portfolio is somewhat diversified. We see a lot of people that come in when we're doing tax return. That's part of what we do is look at your 401k real quick, kind of make sure. Biggest thing we see is people don't have beneficiaries on their 401ks. Um, you know, their, their employer moved from one company to the other and the, and the beneficiaries did not transfer over to the new one. So that's one thing to look at. And then two, what we see is a lot of people, they just pick a fund, pile a bunch of money in it. And then 10 years later, their everything in their 401k is dependent upon one fund. Ooh. And the theory is you want diversity as you go forward. Mm -hmm. So we can help you with that too, kind of laying out the right pattern as you go forward. So. And uh, you have said before, uh, it's all about uh, different buckets. You yes. Know, you want some in pre-tax. You want some in Roth. You yes. want some maybe there's, in a, a brokerage firm. There's three buckets of money technically out there. If you if you really simplify it, taxable. Um, that means that's like your bank accounts. Um, and everybody, nobody realizes this yet, but the good effect of rising interest rates are now you can make money sitting in cash, um, probably between four to five percent on average, just sitting in cash, liquid, no risk. And you go, great. The problem is, is you're going to pay tax on that money at the end of the year. So nobody the last four or five years really had 1099s from bank accounts mm -hmm. or money markets because it's just never, we didn't make anything. You didn't from make it. anything. So they never really kicked off 1099s. You're going to see it prevalent this year at the end of this year when they kick them off and everybody's going to be like, wait a minute. So the good effect is you make money on cash. Bad effect is now you got to pay tax on it. Yeah. So there's taxable accounts. There's tax deferred accounts. We got to pay money. We got to pay taxes. <laughs> you have to pay yes. taxes on everything. Pretty much everything. Um, so there's there's tax deferred accounts, which is the other one. All you're doing is putting the tax taxation to off to a later date. And that's the game of um, 401ks. Yeah. Yeah. And My taxes are higher now than exactly. they will be when I retire. So Hypo I'll pay yeah. the taxes later. Later. Hypothetically. But, but again, the problem with that is. Trump's tax laws that were put in play in 20, I think 18, all sunset in 2025. So the problem is, is whoever wins 24, whether it's one side or the other, 
will literally have to raise taxes, both sides, um, and and it by by design in a sense. So they will be forced because his son, his tax codes will all sunset. Mm-hmm. We divert back to a 2019 tax law, and nobody's going to like that. So, and we are really in debt. Has anyone noticed? Huge, How in debt huge we are. In debt. So yeah. no matter what the party is, they got to raise them seriously. Um, and, and it's, we got to pay this off somehow. Yeah. And if you ever go to the, the national debt, watch the clock, um, the ticker that runs. Oh it's in gosh. the trillions, and that's a lot of zeros. They had to build a building next door to, to extend to the zeros, clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's 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 bad. Um, so somewhere down the line, we're to the point where I don't think we can kick it down the road anymore. Somebody has to step up and do something, which is raise taxes, which is the typical answer. And um, is it is it uh, you say don't look at it too often because it'll drive you crazy? Is it set it and forget it? Uh, no, kind no, of no, thing. No, no, no. You want to come back and look at it maybe six month intervals, mm-hmm. um, and then you just tweak the portfolio. Maybe just adjustment of a little bit from here to there. That's it. And um, that's what that's what we do with you. Exactly. And that's, yeah. Once we signed up with Jeff Zufall, we. We'll see you. Uh, you know, the idea is maybe once a quarter. Life gets in the way. So yeah. every six months. Every six months is the average that we try to at least reach out, have a phone call, say, hey, yeah. this is where you're at. Jeff, am I, am I still looking good? Yeah. Should I make any adjustments? Yeah. And uh, then your retirement just went to 78. So Yeah. <laughs> Josh, your paperwork just came in. Yeah. You, know, you need two jobs now. Two jobs. Oh, three no. jobs. One oh, on the no. weekend. No. Yeah. And but then I the, already work on the weekends. <laughs> and then the third bucket is tax-free or tax advantage money that's roth iras um where you put money in it's after tax and as so long- i get paid they take the taxes out mm-hmm. and then i put it into a roth yes and you put it now you could do a roth yourself where you physically write a check uh, you know from your paycheck you write a check put it into your roth or if you look most of your employers will have a roth 401k provision which means you could put after tax money into your roth it's segregated within the 401k itself so you might have pre-tax and after-tax 401k money in there. So let's talk about the difference between a Roth and just your regular brokerage account. Because uh, Roth has a bunch of rules tied to it, and they have maximums that you can put in there. Yeah. So so if I put money in a brokerage account, I mm-hmm. just you know, I get paid. I got a little money left over. Uh, I open up my E-Trade account, and I throw some money in. Yes. If that stock or whatever over 10 years goes up and I sell it, I owe taxes yes. on the gains. You owe a capital long-term capital gain 12 months in a day. So if you buy something, hold it more than 12 months in a day, and you sell it for a profit at a later date, you owe a capital gains on it. If I do the exact same thing, I get paid, they take the taxes out, the federal government says the rest of the money is yours, bye-bye, what little mm-hmm. is left, uh, and I take that and I put it into a Roth and I follow the rules of the Roth, 59 and a half, five, or five years. years, yes. Um, and I don't touch it. I let it grow. When I go to take that out after 59 and a half or five years, do I have to pay capital gains tax on nothing. it? Nothing. Absolutely no. nothing. You'll get it. Now, again, here's the technicality of it. The rules are five years or 59 and a half, whichever is longer. And what that applies to is the earnings on that Roth IRA. So if so you, the money I put, I put in $5,000. Mm-hmm. I can take that out. Literally take it out the next week if you want. I mean, I already paid tax. It's after tax money. Yeah, it's after tax money. It's all whatever it's earned has to stay five years or fifty until age fifty nine and a half, whichever is longer. So, and if if I take the five grand out to you know do some home improvements or something, uh 
then it's not making as much money. It, as well, it yeah, could. it kind of loses its its earnings capabilities because right. you have just your if you had earnings in it, you just have that going forward. Mm-hmm. So again, it'll it'll still kick off a 1099 to you though. So the 1099 that's sent from you know you got it at TD Ameritrade or wherever it's at, they'll kick a 1099 off. It'll show your five thousand dollar distribution. It clocks it as a Roth IRA, but it hits a box on there that says taxable amount not determined. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is most people don't report on their tax return each year the contributions that they put into the Roth. So when you go to take it out, this 1099 shows up and everybody's like, how is that possible that it's taxable? Because the tax return, the tax return and the 1099 need to talk to one another. They have to match. They have to. And so the trick is, is if you did... Uh, maybe we'll call it $20,000, 5000 every year for four years that you put into your Roth, but you never recorded it on your tax return, your tax return is going to say, hey, that five grand's taxable, have a nice day. So you have to go in and override it if you didn't do that. So each year that you, even though you don't get a deduction for it, you just have to go in your tax return and say that you did a $5,000 Roth they, contribution. They don't, they're not taxing you on it. Yeah. They're not giving you a deduction for it. Exactly. It's your money. You do whatever you want with it, but you have to let them know. Yes. And and on the behind the scenes Big issue, Brother wants to know. Always watching. You know, I'm not going to charge you taxes, <laughs> but I am curious to see but what But I'm curious doing. what you did. So yeah. which, whether you realize it or not, if you put that on your tax return, there's a company, the, the, the company that you're the trustee, I should say, kicks off without getting in these tax goofy forms of fifty four ninety eight every year that says Josh put five thousand dollars into his Roth IRA. And it's mailed to you. You don't even know that it shows up. Um, but it's also reported to the IRS. So if you go, hey, I'm gonna do an IRA, but I'm not gonna fund it, they know that you didn't fund it. It'll take them two years to catch it and say, well wait, you took, you know, if you did a traditional deductible IRA but never funded it, it'll take two years and they'll be able to catch that. Because there's a reporting process on the behind the scenes sure. to, to make sure everybody's playing fair. And this this is what I always come back to on this show is if I was single and I had one job, God, I miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping late. Sleeping late, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I love my life. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, but single with one job, I could probably do my taxes. You could. You, you can. I mean, seriously. Um, there's people that bring that to us and we're like, yeah, you could do this yourself, really, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm married with a child. He's in daycare. We're taking advantage yes. of a, a flex spending account, FSA, that you set us up with. Uh, getting money kicked back for that. Uh, we've got retirement accounts going exactly. now. We've got, you know, uh, a side business yes. where we're running a condo and, yeah. and renting it out. There's no way I could it, it I gets, could try to do my because you just said something about my I'm, I'm getting money in my Roth. I've yeah. got money in a, uh, I'm doing uh, seven and seven percent. Yeah. Half in Roth and half in pre-tax. I don't know how to fill my tax forms out to include that. Yeah. I don't, and then well, they're gonna. If I don't put it in, they're gonna send me a letter that says, "Hey, well, you know, bro, like, hey, boo. what'd you do?" <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how to do that. How do people try to do this on their own? They do, but like, I mean, we ran into one this year, which they over they they made too much money. They overfunded their Roth. Um, the trustee then kicked back all the money. You know, they figured out, hey, we made too much. They reversed it, and it was a mess because it was like four years worth of earnings that needed to be resent back to the client that you pay tax on, um, and then a reset of the account. So there's like 
it seemed like 50 1099s on these transactions. And when I did it originally, it said, hey, that's pe these people owe $12,000 in tax. But they don't. But they didn't because he had uh, 12, 15 years worth of Roth contributions that he didn't tell me about. Mm -hmm. So we had to go back. He had to go find that farm. He sent it over. We had to go key it back into the return and say, hey, here's a basis, if you want to call it that, or here's what the starting point is. And then once that was in there, the 1099s went poof. He did owe a little bit of tax for the earnings that were kicked off because he overfunded it. Um, so, so that's, I mean, that's the technicalities. Right. And long story short, if you don't do your taxes right, they are going to contact you. And yeah, you're they reach to... out and kind of say, hey, we yeah. need more information. Um, in some cases, you do them correctly, and then they still reach out and say, you need to do this uh, informational. You need to back in, get your W-2, your tax return, and you got to call us to prove your identity just to make sure that it's you. Right. Um, so. And is it fair to say that if you if you do the taxes yourself, you probably aren't taking advantage of the tax breaks that are offered to us? Yes. By, like, who knew that our Congress people, when they wrote the tax law or their aides mm -hmm. or whenever, whoever wrote the tax code, um, they threw a couple bones in there they for did. us normal people. Here's here's one that that the IRS is actually reviewing as we speak. And we really haven't talked about it much, but it's referenced as what's called the Augusta Rule. Okay. And this is out there. It's in the books. This was created if you lived in Augusta, Georgia, and the masters come around once a year, you could rent your house for 14 days and not pay tax on that rental income. Okay. But this is pre-Airbnb days. Who wrote that in? It's been there for a long time. Someone who lives in Augusta <laughs> and has a nice house to rent Sure out. they do, and they rent it out. So the theory was is they said, well, wait, that's people just in Augusta, Georgia, just for the week of the Masters. That's not fair. It should be everywhere. So it's kind of morphed out across the country. The problem is is you could rent your house hypothetically for 14 days during and, the masters. <laughs> well, anytime you want right. for 14 days max and not have to pay tax on that income that you make. And mm. it's called the Augusta rule. It's out there. It's kind of a, I'll say a stepping just right, leaning on that guardrail um, from tax law. It's real. It's, it's a rule sitting out there. The IRS is now, uh, how would I say it nicely digging deep into that rule Anybody that's used it in the past, probably going to get a letter and say, nah, we don't think so. Um, we'll disallow that. And you're going to have to then pay tax on that, uh, you know, the, the return. The 14-day rental. The 14-day yeah. rental that you make. And the reason being is Airbnbs are now huge. And the Airbnbs are going, hey, we're not going to pay tax on two weeks worth of our rentals. Yeah. Because we're using the Augusta rule. Hypothetically, it's a rule in the books. But you go, eh, where does it fall? Is it in a gray area or not? And we'll see. And But again, the IRS could come back and rule it as a true tax break. If that's the case, everybody's going to rent their house for 14 days. Right. And say, hey, I just stuck, you know, three grand in my pocket or something. And the tax code is littered with things like this. Stuff like that that's out there. Whether it's just for the people of Augusta, Georgia, or yeah. for all of us at large. Yeah. And for someone who is single, one job, Maybe there's not a lot of tax breaks that they can take advantage of. Other, yeah, other than making sure their hold, withholding is correct, that they do contribute to any type of pension plan, 401k, 403b, 457. If you're like, you know, uh, police, firefighter, you know, stuff like that. But would it would it be fair to say that the more um, 
the more income that you make or the more kids that you have or the more Airbnbs stuff. that you rent out, the more <laughs> stuff that you're doing, the more uh, Roth, the tricky. more pre-tax. It gets tricky, but there's there's things in the tax code yes. that you can take advantage each, of. Each, I'll say, accessory that you add on to it opens I, up I another door. I want to do a door. Roth, and then it's like, well, here's some of the tax breaks we can take yeah. advantage of for or a Roth. You want to do a Roth, but you can't because you have this, this, and this, and your income's too high, and you so get blocked out of it. I just don't understand why anyone wants to try to do this on their own. Um, a lot of people uh, like it. Um, you know, they actually get into the number uh. side of it. <laughs> there are people that like math. <laughs> yeah, you show me one. Right here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you don't count. Uh, but it just it just seems to me that the more stuff you have going on, the more opportunity you have to mess it up. Yes, or, or pay more tax than what you're legally obligated and to. And the more that you uh, is available to you to take advantage of, but we just don't know what's out there. Yeah. And like, you I don't, don't read the tax code. Yeah. I, I'm not knee-deep into this yes. stuff, and that's the last thing I want to do on the weekends. Um, so Yeah, it's it gets boring sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So have Jeff do it because he's got a whole office full of people working for him, so it's not just him doing it, but he knows what to take advantage of, and he can take a look at your situation, look at uh, some tax returns, look at what your paycheck stub yeah. looks like, how many kids you got, Where, yeah. where's your money at right now, what can we do and Jeff can say, well, with your three kids in school, we can do this. Yes. Uh, and with your Roth, we can do that. And with your pre-tax, we can do this. And have you thought about X, Y, and Z? Yes. And it's like, well, I never even knew X, Y, and Z existed. <laughs> existed, yeah. So yeah. if you don't know, you don't know, and you can't take advantage of it. So find someone who does know. That's Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com and that number again. 636-394-5524. We got to go to commercial break, but when we come back, news of the day, <laughs> Secure Act stuff and interest rates. Yes. Did they go up? Did they stay flat? Did they go down? No. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't go down, but we'll tell you what happened to them. And who wins and loses during the these interest hike uh, uh, battles? We'll find out in the next segment. It is Keep What's Yours, the show designed to tell you that there are things out there, if you're not doing anything at all inside the tax code, there are things that you can be taking advantage of right now, and you can do that with the help of Jeff Zufall. 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours, the name of the show, the name of the book that Jeff Zufall wrote, the idea is... Use the tax code to your advantage. Yes. There is a if you don't do anything, they're just going to take your taxes out and call it a day. But yeah. there's a way to use the tax code. Guess what? Congress wrote a tax code, and surprise, surprise, they gave huge tax breaks to uh, really rich people. Oh yeah, but <laughs> they also threw a couple of bones in there mm -hmm. for us common people. And if we're not taking advantage of them, we're just sending money to the government that we didn't need to. Exactly. So keep more of your money by using the tax code to your advantage. And how do you do that? Well, you hire someone like Jeff to do it for you because I'm not going to sit here and read the tax code. <laughs> and not not only – this is what I always say. Okay, you listen to the show and you find out that these things are out there. Great. How do you actually implement it on your paycheck going forward every two weeks? You need to sit down. Walk somebody, somebody how do I walk do that? you through it. I don't exactly. know how to do yeah. I don't know how to open up an FSA. I don't know how to, you know, do all these things. 
Jeff does it for you. Yes. And if I needed you to, you could call. We can get a three-way call going. You, me, my HR department. Yes. And you guys talk the same language. Yeah. I can just sit there and in say, the background. Hey, what are the options out there? What yeah. can we do? What can't we do? So I'll say, hey, guys, set me up good. And then I'll just, you know, go <laughs> sit and, back and, and get my yeah. fantasy football lineup ready uh, while you guys hash it out. So, so you need someone who knows how to do this to be in your um, in your in your back pocket. Yes. Playing goalie for you. And Jeff has been able to just with the FSA for my son's uh, daycare, twelve hundred bucks a year. Yeah. That's we kept that. Exactly. Otherwise, that would have just gone to the federal government. Yeah. Here's a question. Would you like to keep 1200 bucks a year, or would you rather just give that to the federal government? I'll wait for you to answer. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's why I hired Jeff, and yes. he does it for me. Um, so let's talk about stuff that's in the news. Interest rate hikes. They said that the Fed was going to look at another quarter percent. Or yes. What did they do? What they, did they held do? tight just where they're sitting. Um, so they didn't raise rates. They didn't lower them either. They didn't lower them. Um, but they didn't raise rates. And now what they're actually saying is there will be one more rate hike between now and the end of the year. But it's a little, I'll say, elusive as to when they're going to do that. Um so that's kind of where we sit today. So the Fed's target is five, five and a half on, on the Fed, what's called Fed funds rates. That's not what we get. Uh, as consumers, we get prime plus, you know, something depending upon what you're doing and credit rating and all that fun stuff. But um, the effects are now starting to kind of, I say, we start to see the effects, starting to see a lot of people, business owners that are starting to slow down just a little bit. Not at the same pace they were at, you know, six months ago or this time last year. And everybody's kind of pointing to inflation that will not, it keeps plaguing us as we go forward, inflation and higher interest rates. So even as a business owner to go borrow money today, you might pay 8%, 9% as a business owner. Um, your mortgage, you know, two years ago, you were at, I'll say, I'll say 18 months ago, you were at, you know, 3%, maybe three and a quarter. Today, you're seven, seven and a half, and probably edging higher than that as we go forward. And the idea with the interest rate hikes is the economy is barreling along. Yes. It's a bullet train. Mm-hmm. Just flying along. Well, the problem with that is that when that happens, in the inflation Inflation comes side by side. So with that growth, you get inflation. And we also, I mean, there's been a lot of money that's been given away. Well, yeah, that's what I I wanted to say. Let's boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, you know, macroeconomics, this thing. I never took econ Mm -hmm. in, in college. So this is an education for me. When the government gives out money, and in this case, because of COVID, yeah, uh, they gave us almost double uh, for a child tax oh, credit. Yeah, for, for two years two in years. a row. <laughs> the pushing money into the economy. When people get extra money, they go out and buy stuff with it. Exactly. You know, they buy stuff that they need. They buy stuff that they don't they need. Don't need. Yeah. How many times does does someone come into your office and you say, "Hey, here's a big tax return. Congratulations. You, you know, you're getting five grand back." Yeah. And they say, "Great. I'm going to go buy a new car." Or, or that's vacation. I'm going to go to Disney. Furniture. How many t- How many times do people get money 
during this COVID pandemic and say, I'm going to put that in my retirement account. Very few people said that. Seriously. I mean, we would try to kind of, you know, here, show that yeah. you could park this here. And they said, no, we're either going to, some people did sit on it just saying, hey, the fear of the unknown through the pandemic, you know, what's going to take place? Um, other people were like, nope, that's vacation. Um, as soon as we can travel again, or that's, you know, new furniture, our new TVs or whatever. And we've heard from other shows that when people get inheritances, from their parents' <sighs> yes. die, it's normally gone within 18 months. It's typically they're buying cars, you know, planes and crazy stuff, and you just go, boats. well, wait they're a minute, boats. boats. <laughs> um, seriously, there's a lot of stuff that takes place. Some people will say, oh, hey, I'm going to, you know, manage this correctly going forward or act like it doesn't exist and let it sit there and grow. But a lot of people will start on a kind of a crazy spending yeah. habit. You know, I've always wanted a Lexus. Yeah, and boom, Thank they you, show Dad. up. Yeah. <laughs> How would you like to be where you think you inherited the money and then you find out four days later after mom died that it's a generation skipping and it skips you and goes to the grandkids? It goes to your, now your kids driving a Lexus? Yeah, and the, <laughs> but the kids can't get it until you as the son passes away and you went out and bought a whole bunch of stuff. Um, oh, out the attorney called me and said, "You're calling him." I said, "I'm not calling him. That's your job." <laughs> oh, so you? So mom got this smart. Sounds, this sounds very specific, Jeff. <laughs> yes, mom. Mom was uh, mom was very. Uh, our grandmother was very smart, and she locked it down, mm. so it would stay within. It would it would skip the son, um, you know, skip her son, go to her grandkids, but the grandkids couldn't get access to the cash until dad passed away. Mm. That is, that's really smart. That's very smart on her part because she knew that it would go poof. Yeah. And it was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that was a bad phone call that we made to explain to the guy that, hey, you just bought all that stuff, but eh, Do you, have you the don't receipts? get any money <laughs> <laughs> and you can't take it back. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so no. when you give people, <clears throat> this is found cash. Yes. They typically are going to want to spend it. Spend it. And that red, you know, red hot poker to the economy Zoom fires it up. So the concept so is what happens is, when the economy just goes bonkers. Yes. So what they have to do is behind the scenes, the Federal Reserve raises interest rates. And the theory typically is to slow the economy down. Um, and you'll see corporate earnings start to come down and you will see unemployment start to rise. And it sounds counterintuitive to the world, but that's what has to take place to slow the economy down. And then you technically go into a recession. It could be a short-lived recession. It could be a super long recession. You don't know. And you'll, you'll hear people talk about uh, soft landings versus hard landings. And what that means is the Federal Reserve has to thread that needle just right to get a soft landing, which means they don't crash the economy and push us into a recession like in the 80s. Um, we had the shortest recession, I think, on the books in uh, March to May of 2020. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and poof, it was over. Um, so that's the question of the day. And, and we are relying upon the Federal Reserve to do that, which is a unregulated arm of the U.S. government. Hypothetically, they report to no one, but they, they create economic policy for the United States. So I want to talk about who wins and loses with high inflation, who wins and loses when the Fed raises interest rates and tries to slow the economy down. I mean, that that translates into people losing their jobs sometimes. Yes, when Janet Yellen goes on TV and says, we are going to, and the interpretation is, we're going to squeeze the consumer so hard that they quit spending, 
which in tune will then lower corporate profits. In theory, you go, eh, eh, that's right, but that's a, it seems like counterintuitive yeah, to get there. Layoffs are coming. Exactly. Uh, but let me, let's go back to <clears throat> consumer spending. When you give people a bunch of money, all of a sudden TVs are flying off the sure. shelf. People are going to the grocery store and they're buying the good cereal on the top shelf. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and just they're spending money left yes. and right. And what do these companies do? They say, well, you know, our supply is getting low. Yeah. Let's just raise the price. And if, hey, there's a there's a pain point out there where you'll pay, you know, seven bucks, ten bucks for a box of cereal. What if we yeah. raise the price uh and fifty cents a it, box? Exactly. And their research is out there, they know the game. And that's, it's still that's fine. let's raise it a dollar. Exactly. And that's what happened through COVID. So that's why when the Fed started to raise rates and they do some other stuff behind bomb buying and selling behind the scenes, uh quantitative easing and all this fun stuff. Um, which could be a whole five more shows just to explain that. But what takes place is in the past, they were able to raise interest rates, which choked off corporate growth, and then it slowed the economy down. The problem is, is nobody had ever been through COVID before. Well, yeah. nobody alive had been through a pandemic like that. And they didn't know how, you know, what was the right step, wrong step. Um, yes, they needed to give money out. People that were laid off, you had to do that. Um, and it helped the economy limp by. So now we're sitting where inflation um, may be around for a while because you can't just raise rates and raise rates and make it go away. So the kind of the cons the I'll say the the consensus is we're going to have high interest rates and inflation for a while. And when when stuff is flying off the shelves, this is my uh, you know. P-size brain working <laughs> overtime. If you can smell that, that's, that's cooked peas right now. Um, you know, supply and demand. We all know how that works. If, yes. If the TVs are flying off the shelf, why doesn't the TV company just ramp up production and crank out more TVs? Well, the first excuse was supply chain issues. Um, but oh, yeah. That's, yeah that's the boats kind of, were yeah. stuck in the harbor. They which, didn't have enough people to unload them. Which is true. We had Not enough trucks to deliver importer, them. Importer-exporters that paid, you know, used to be $9,000 a container. It went at one point in time as high as 50000 mm. And you couldn't cancel your spot on the ships because if you cancel, they go to somebody else. And it might take you six months or nine months to, to get, get back, back in. So they kind of had them stuck, if you want to call it that. So they paid the piper. So then they say, hey, six months down the road, I want my 50 that I should have only paid nine for. I want the difference back. And they raise rates. Mm -hmm. And so it's a chain reaction that we're still trying to flush out of this, the economy. And how long is that going to take? Nobody knows. I mean, yeah. they really don't. Well, uh, cereal's flying off the shelf. Why don't you just make more cereal? Yeah. Well, they they can probably make more money. Make more money by raising the price, keeping the same labor cost, production cost, and go from there. So um gets deep into the business psyche of the, the, yeah. the world today. Is inflation uh, my fault, or is it the corporation's fault? Is it the government's fault? It, you could pretty much put it on everybody, mm -hmm. honestly. I'm um, buying too much. Exactly. The corporation's raising prices. Well, and yeah, and you know that... The our, government keeps printing money and handing it to Exactly. Them. Our our economy is built around consumption, period. The, they used to see the savings rates, you know, the M1, M2 saving rates were different, you know, accounts where that money would go. You don't see that anymore. Everything is based on consumption, how much GDP is created and consumed on an annual basis. 
So right. So it, and it's it's a it's a fragile ecosystem. Oh, it is. So when it gets flooded yes. with cash coming from nowhere, everything well, skyrockets. Coming from well, the yeah, it's coming from your tax dollars. <laughs> yeah, when it gets flooded with, which we'll have to pay for that exactly. at a later date. Either when we it, will or our children will, one or the other. When it gets uh, when this fragile ecosystem, the economy gets flooded with cash, weird things happen. Yes, you know it. It ain't business as usual. So uh, the question is, who loses? When they when they jack up interest rates Everybody to try does. to slow the economy down, Everybody does. companies start laying people off. Yes. Everything uh, costs more to produce. How, if I wanted to move houses, my the, interest rate is going to be and double. Again, if you go back, now. you say that we're spoiled, though, because we had 18 years, 15 years of technically zero interest rates, um, 2009 coming forward. Um, and now we're going back through the reverse cycle, which is going to skyrocket, which it already has. And there's people sitting in a house that might be at a three per three percent or three and a half percent interest rate. And you're like, e, you know, I got to go to a seven, seven and a half, eight, maybe. Um, yeah. And you go, Ooh, and my dad's like, that. well, my first house. Was exactly. 14%. <laughs> it's all relative, though. But again, you go back and say his friend, I'll use myself as an example. My first house was 60 grand. Um, I was at a nine and a half percent interest rate and didn't blink an eye at it. Um, I still wish I had that house today, but I had to sell it because I didn't have the capital to go to the next house. Yeah. But um, that's that's where we, are, where we are today. But today, average house price is four fifty. You, I mean, it starts to get really. If it was back in the day, if a sixty thousand dollar house and you paid nine percent, today average house price is four fifty and you're paying eight percent. That's a lot of money, mm. huge money. And the and the earning power of the employees or the individuals hasn't kept up with inflation over that standpoint. So, right. you know, so when you slow the economy down, um, you know, uh, people feel it. Oh, they feel and, it, and, and, it, and it's, it's a delayed reaction because mm -hmm. we're you know they started raising rates uh, fifteen months ago, um, and we're now starting to see the effects of their interest rate hikes. Um, where you're starting to see people that start to get laid off because production slows a little bit. And then we'll see how we go for the fourth quarter. But we're starting to see a lot of small businesses, their, their, I'll say their revenue is actually starting to slip a little bit. But if, if you don't do, if the Fed doesn't do this and uh, lets the economy keep, uh, you know, trudging along at a lightning pace, then inflation goes up. Who loses when inflation shoots up? Everybody does. And and just look at the go look at Argentina. You left in the morning with a dollar in your pocket. It would take a wheelbarrow full of dollars by the end of that day to equal that same dollar. And mm. that's that's hyperinflation because they didn't know how to control their economy. Um, so that's what we hope never happens with us. Um, and that gets you, off. You in the go weird. to work and you pay a dollar to get on the subway and on your ride home. You better now have it costs a, five bucks. Yeah, a backpack full of dollars. <laughs> mm. um, so everybody that purchases anything is, loses. Loses, yeah. And, and the ultra rich and the wealthy, they can absorb that. They absorb to a degree of it. They don't I mean, even if, know how much money they have. Yeah, I mean, if you're Bill Gates walking around, you have no clue. You yeah. know, I mean, but he could $1, absorb. $1, $5, yeah. whatever. If it was 20 bucks, he could absorb it, and it's really not that big of a deal to him. But you and I would go, wait, I just paid a buck for that yesterday, yeah. and it's five bucks today. That's an issue. you got to figure out where do you come up with the four bucks from. 
So who loses when they slam the brakes on the economy and raises interest rates? We do. Who yeah. loses when interest or when inflation goes through the roof? Well, just look at my uh, grocery bill. Yeah. It'll, we do. It'll destroy. The, if they don't get it under control, it will literally destroy the economy over time because stuff just gets way out of whack. Um, and again, it's it's a it's a delicate balance. So you really can't get mad at the Fed mm -hmm. um, and say, oh, they should have, would have, could have. Um, the yeah. economy likes normalcy. Uh, yeah, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, there's still always growth. Um, China says that they have 10% growth every year, but, you know, everybody knows those numbers are cooked. Yeah. Um, but the U.S. We trust what they say. Yeah, uh, U.S., you know, 3%. I think Trump got a lot of grief for saying he was going to grow the economy by 3 3.5% a year. Um, today we're sitting, you know, maybe 2-ish. Mm -hmm. um, but you you also could run into where the economy actually shrinks because of what's taken place. Yeah. So the positive side of the Fed raising rates is you can now go to a money market account and get 5%, you know, between 4 and 5%. Um, so you go, wow, if I save money, um, you can actually make money on your money, risk-free, no questions asked. Well, let's let's not uh, say that we should be inflation profiteers, but no. <laughs> there's always you need to protect what you exactly. what you have. So exactly. there's always things to do. And when the economy uh, starts running hot like this, yes. and they start to slow it down, there are new things that we yeah. can take advantage of, and that's why you have Jeff Zufall in your back pocket. Playing coach on your team, 636-394-5524, Capital Advisory Group, CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Jeff, the economy is running stupid, stupid crazy. What do I do? And he'll tell you what to do. Uh, Jeff, the economy's slowing down. What do I do? He'll tell you what to do. These are all things that, you know, like I said, I never took this class in college. Exactly. A lot of people haven't. Um, and even and, if I did, that was 20 years and ago. And you don't really, you're like, eh, I just, I passed. I slept through <laughs> half of those classes. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of these things. You need someone to help you navigate this process. Yes. And if you go it alone, chances are you're going to miss a couple things. Yeah, most definitely. So... Get Jeff on your side. Get Jeff in your corner. 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, Capital Advisory Group. Let's go to commercial break, and when we come back, Secure Act 2.0, there's a catch-up provision in there, and we've been talking about it. And then all of a sudden, they said, well, yeah, maybe we'll, we shouldn't. <laughs> we're going to hold off for another two years. We'll tell you what that's all about after these commercial breaks. Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. And we, uh, employee retention credit. We've yes. talked about this before. Um, you know, people like you offer this to companies and say, yes. let's look into it. Did you keep people on during the pandemic? Mm -hmm. The government wants to reward you for not sending people to the unemployment rolls. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you are a legitimate person to go to for this, but you listen to the radio, everybody and their mother was filing for the employee retention credit. Exactly. So the and the problem is the IRS has been warning of, I'll call it uh, ERTC mills in a sense. We're like, hey, your accountant said you can't get it because you didn't make the cut, but we can get it for you. Just fill this form out. Um, and they're saying they've actually shut the system down temporarily. Um, so they're still they're still taking applications, but they're not sending checks out because <laughs> of the massive the fraud, fraud that's involved. So, and time the federal government says we want to give some money out, 
Well, everybody shows look at up. The PPP loan scams yes. that have gone out there. Billions. Of well, dollars. there's there's one that I laughed at uh, just in the news. They just convicted him in the last couple of days. A uh, guy who was this was the PPP loan back. So this is 2021 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was two two rounds of it. They didn't say which one. This guy's 40 years old. He apparently is not a U.S. citizen, so he's from Slovakia. Um, he filled all the forms out, got $730,000 sent to him, and then moved it from his bank here in St. Louis and then moved it to uh, Slovakia and put the cash overseas, and then mm-hmm. he took off. So they just arrested him the other day, tried flying back into the States. They got him at uh, New York, LaGuardia, or wherever it was oh, where he wow. flew in. So apparently his name was on a list, Good. and they were looking for him. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you, you hope that you don't give out yeah. the fraud money in the first place, but, but at least they're— There's 730 that they they have him, but they'll never recoup that money, yeah, I'm that sure. Long it's long gone since yeah. it goes overseas. Um, but well, let's make an example out of them. Yeah, but that's just that's one right here in St. Louis that they've got. There's probably tons more out there. Um, so there were two rounds of PPP. Um, there was the EI, the, the emergency disaster loans, which you know now the the I say the repayments are starting back up. Um, and then we have the ERTC, which is employee retention credit. Um, so the Fed's like enough's enough. We're going to stop these, see if we can figure it out. We'll see what happens as it goes forward. But if you're an employer and you haven't done your paperwork, go ahead and do it. Send it in. Um, it's just they've stalled all everything. It just sits until they can figure out how do we you know, pick the frauds out of these equations as right. we go forward. And that's what we want as taxpayers. Yes. Well, sure you do. Um, but <clears throat> another thing we've been talking about, Secure Act 2.0, a catch-up provision Yes. And that is if you're over a certain age, over 50, over 50, you can actually add more to your retirement. Yes. Because you it's coming up. It's have coming up. So, well, I haven't saved as much as I should have. Well, yeah. here's your chance to save some more. So this year, so what they were saying is the the as the as it sits today, you could do $22,500 as a contribution as to a, your 401k. Me. That's me. Just Josh says I'm going to put 22,500 into my 401k. Then, if Josh is over age fifty, he gets to do an extra seven thousand five hundred for thirty thousand dollars pre-tax. So mm-hmm. it so if you had a hundred thousand dollars of income and you could manage to get this thirty put into it, your W two is going to show seventy thousand taxable income, and that's it. What the Secure Act said is, hey, guess what? In twenty twenty four, we're taking it away, and you could still do your twenty two five pre-tax. But the 7500 that you were going to put in... The bonus catch-up stuff. The catch-up had to be in a Roth, which means it's after tax. So, yes, it was still helping you save, but no, it didn't give you any tax advantage. And what we're really thinking, they haven't said, but they've stalled it. It's stalled now till 2025, stays with the old rules. So we get two more years of that um, extra 7500 pre-tax going in. What we're thinking is the trustees who manage these 401ks and and pension plans said there's no way we could figure out how to do the paperwork in time <laughs> in right. time to make the January one start. We're not set start. up for this yet. Yes, and the IRS has put it out to I'll say public uh, comments if you want to call it that. So make your comments nice, but 
Um, it gives the, the general public the ability to say, hey, keep it as is. And if they get enough people that say that, then they'll they'll probably keep the rule as it sits today. Okay. So, And that's the thing with your taxes and your retirement and everything. We are all dependent on what happens in D.C. Oh, yeah. If they come yeah. along and they say we're changing <clears throat> the rules uh, like they did with the Secure Act 1.0. Yeah. Uh, and they said, <laughs> no, you know, you have to, uh, uh, when you pass away, your qualified accounts, they yes. have to be divvied up within exactly. 10 years. 10 years and you, you gotta, can't yeah. do the stretch anymore. Yes. Uh, that affects us. Everybody. Yeah. And then that I have to go bodies, into yep. Jeff and say, well, now that the new law is in place, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, so that when they pass something like this, a new law it becomes available. It changes the old law. Now I have to change what I'm doing. Exactly. So we have to be kept on our toes at all time and just being aware. I didn't know that this existed. I didn't even know that the catch-up provision existed yeah. until you told me. <laughs> How was I supposed to know that it changed? Uh, yes. you know, if I didn't even know it existed, how was I supposed to know it changed? Changed, exactly. So having someone in your corner, that's Jeff Zufall. He'll keep you abreast of all these situations. And you can call him, 636-394-5524. If you aren't taking advantage of anything in the tax code, guaranteed there's something out there. There is. For everyone. Everybody can use just something. And it's... Uh, is it the difference of 500, 1200? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I want 1200 bucks. Exactly. Kept in my paycheck and not going to the government. And I'm sure everyone out there would agree with me. Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. And that number again, 636-394-5524. That name again, Jeff Zufall. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.